So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the day Roger first publishes famous thesaurus. Then on Tuesday, we say happy birthday, Mr. Potato Head. On Wednesday, the extraordinary stories of the child soldiers who fought in the American Civil War. On Thursday, how King James changed the word of God. And on Friday, what did spam emails look like in 1978? We discuss this and more on Today in History with the retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that's lots of fun, despite our dubious human rights record. Oh, prison for you. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that regularly snatches defeat from the jaws of victory. Ah, Ferrari. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake. I'm warning you, if you come near me, I'll spin. All right, Sebastian. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that will hit you, even if you give us plenty of space. Who's that? Who's that? Ricardo and Hulkenberg. Hockenberg basically went off track to give Ricardo space and he just went straight into the side of him. It's always good when you have to explain it, isn't it? I'm G. Garez and today from Richard I in Greenwich, that is the pub and not the king, we are going to talk about the Bahrain Grand Prix where the lovely Charlie Clark had his dreams smashed to pieces, Vettel smashed his own dreams to pieces and Mercedes spawned a one-two. We'll discuss that and we will have the inaugural fact off. That's all to come. Joining me is a man who is basically not in the country for two weeks, apart from this podcast. It's Phil Tromans. Hello, everyone. How are you? Everyone else in the pub has stopped talking. This is really weird. Wasn't this the pub where we came to a couple of years ago where everyone else stopped talking and we felt really weird? Yeah, I think that's the one. (laughs) We're going to get the shit kicked out of us. I don't think the shit kicked out of us. It's not that kind of pub, is it? Well, it's Greenwich. We'll have sort of, you know, falafel thrown at us or something. And where have you been, Phil Tromans? Basically, uh, everyone in the automotive industry is launching cars left, right and centre. So I've I've been in Germany this week, and then I'm back here for Mm. this. And then on Monday I'm in Germany again, and then I get back from from Germany to Heathrow. I'm literally staying in Heathrow and then flying to Spain. And I think I'll probably see my wife next Sunday. So which cars have you launched or helped launch? I was driving Mercedes CLA Coupe this week. Okay. Uh, How's that? Yeah. Cool. Cool. Good review. Nice. Um, (laughs) I'm driving the Kia Soul EV on Monday and Tuesday. Are you driving the Kia e-Nero? No. It's it's very similar. It's an electric Kia, but it's a smaller one than the Which is being advertised by Robert De Niro. Have you seen this? No. They've got Robert De Niro advertising a car called the e-Nero. And it's terrible. Oh, God. It's almost... But they made imagine him a lot of money. O- yeah. Imagine only being chosen because your name sounds a little bit like the car. Well, maybe 
you know, they might have chosen him for his years of acting ability. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which no, ended sadly in 2012. And then I'm driving the Mercedes V-Class at Marco Polo. Which is their Ooh. camper van, which I'm quite looking forward to. Hang on, so you've done a Mercedes thing somewhere, and yep. you're doing another Mercedes thing somewhere else? Yes. Couldn't they have just bought two cars? No. Okay. I didn't know Mercedes did a camper van. They do, the Marco Polo. Oh. Is that really what it's called? I thought that it was, is, like it a, it is what it's called. It's like a like a VW California kind of thing. Is it a fancy camper van? I, I think it's quite fancy, but I've not tried one before. I can so imagine it I don't probably know. would be. I mean, fancy. it's Mercedes, so it'd be more yeah, yeah. fancy, but <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. And alongside Phil is. A man who has had a cold is Terry Saunders. I don't want to be like all, oh God, I've had a cold and everything. I mean, the bit you've put about yourself is I've who got has have, had a yeah, cold. Yeah. I mean, the fact is I've had a cold, mm. but I don't want that to define me. Mm-hmm. But in the last couple of weeks, all I've done is be ill from a cold. Mm-hmm. So that defines me. Okay. Has this impacted your new hardcore training regime? Yes. I okay. had to cancel a couple of training regimes. Oh. Because I was too tired. <laughs> Which I think is what Linford Christie used to do quite a lot, yeah. I believe. Then he took some drugs. Oh, I was doing that too. Okay. Yes. Ketamine. <laughs> <laughs> Which apparently has the opposite effect. <laughs> I've learned yeah. since. Speaking of ketamine, Chica, how are you? Yeah, yes. What have you been up to? Well, I have had, you know, busy two weeks. But the, uh, the thing that's defined my two weeks is I found my first grey hair. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, you are, n- n- what do you know? 28. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, I you've know. done well to get this far, if I'm honest. Do you think? Upper yeah. or lower? Uh, it's on the side, <laughs> on the... Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> Grow up! It's a valid question. <laughs> to be fair, I, get like I haven't hair. thought about that, actually. Yeah. I'll let you know. Right. Oh. Um, Cheeky's going to go to the toilet now. <laughs> <laughs> After this pint. Yeah. Um, Good point to plug our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> And Twitter and Facebook. It's a story that only lasts 24 hours, but weirdly our most popular. I don't know why. Creepy men listening to this podcast. <laughs> it's just a sign of the inevitability of the of end death. of life yeah. that will come to us all. Okay, well, your I mean, body, I haven't really looked before, so I've only really looked here, so there could be shitloads at the back. Basically, your body is starting to fall apart. Yeah. Let's begin at Listener's Corner. So let's start with Ferrari, who were all set to dominate in Bahrain, until they didn't at all. Phil McWilliams says Vettel must have felt like he'd been to one of Max Mosley's special parties after the spanking he got last weekend by Charlie Clark. Will Bowen says Bahrain was like the edited highlights of 2018. Ferrari team make an error of judgment by running high engine modes all weekend and break Leclerc's car. And Vettel spins when he gets within half a mile of another car. Paul Hinton asks, how long will Ferrari keep backing Vettel? If Leclerc can emerge as a team leader, will they take a risk on Schumacher next year? But Tim Ecott is stepping in to defend Sebastian, sort of. He says fans should lighten up on their attacks on Vettel. Recent events don't prove that he's always been overrated. They just show he's lost any talent he had. <laughs> Ferrari should put a decent driver in that seat as soon as possible. Wow. With friends like that, Tim. <laughs> well, I think it's pretty clear that Ferrari have changed their strategy immediately because just before the season started, they were like, Do you know what, we're going to have Vettel being the lead driver and if anything happens, we'll make sure he's the winner. And then like three laps into Bahrain, they're like, have him. <laughs> Kill him. <laughs> he's dead to us. <laughs> He was he was all over the shop, wasn't he? This this yeah. he was yeah unforced it errors, nowhere near as fast. It was very windy. And it was, but it was it just was as windy, windy for everyone. Yeah, I was going to say. 
He wasn't in a wind tunnel, a personal is this, wind Is this tunnel. the start of our newfound love affair with Charlie Clark? Oh, yeah. I mean, of course, Terry, you were the one that, if I don't, you probably don't remember, you actually bet your cat uh, that Leclerc would win the world championship. Yes. Not looking like such a bad... A bad punt now, is it? No, is it? Well, this is. I knew this. Is at your the cat term. still alive? <laughs> My cat is still alive. <laughs> Just checking. Good. And is very keen on Formula One now because she's <laughs> she's settled. Um, <laughs> and I said Monaco, great place to live for a cat. Think of all the fish. Oh. And well, there's fish in Monaco. Oh, come on, there's fish in Monaco. Very expensive though. Yeah, but if you're if you're owned by Charlie Clark, that's true. I'd, I'd, hang on, so you, if, if, he wins, if he doesn't win the championship, you'll give him your cat. Is what? that how it works? I don't know. What does I bet? I'm not a betting man. Hey, <laughs> hey where does the cat go if I lose? Did we, did we decide that? I presume to Paddy Power or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, not sure if Paddy will care for your cat that No. Way. No, Charlie Clark has my cat if he doesn't win the championship. Right. And I've got two cats. Okay. So I've done so a spread bet <laughs> of Lewis Hamilton gets the other one. <laughs> you lot have been wanking off over Verstappen the last couple of years. When? Every podcast we've ever done, and I've said Verstappen's overrated. Who's got a pole position before Verstappen? Has Verstappen oh, got a pole a position? Point. He hasn't got one. No, he hasn't, yeah. I don't think. Leclerc. He? Who couldn't even overtake a safety car <laughs> to get a podium? Verstappen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about rules. He doesn't care about rules. Unleash the lion hashtag. And <laughs> Although he's advertising G-Raw. G-Rock. What's that, what's that brand? G-Star Raw? G-Star Raw. Something like that. Max Verstappen's advertising that. Is he? There's a street. because he's urban. On Oxford Street, there's a shop where it's just Max Verstappen's face, and it's like, you do not look good as a model, mate. Don't do it. <laughs> anyway. He's advertising helmets. So my joy this year... So I've always been behind Charlie Clark because I thought, this is a guy who's got a talent. He's not big in your face like <laughs> old say, Max Verstappen. He's nice and He seems a lovely man. He seems nice. He doesn't get rattled under pressure. Mm. Whereas Verstappen, yes, he's done some amazing Grand Prix drives and overtakes and those things. But he's also lost his temper a lot. I don't think Charlie Clark can lose his temper. But you're not likely to see Charlie Clark start a fight. And we know that you've been pushing for a fight in F1 for quite a while. Do you just want it to come from somebody who's not very good? Yeah, I want a two-tier Formula 1. I okay. want people <laughs> who are good and don't get aggravated and people fighting. <laughs> they don't have to be the same people. <laughs> Separate Venn For diagrams. instance, I want to see Roman Grosjean in a fight. Hmm. I don't want to see him win a race. Okay. Okay, okay. So with all the focus on Leclerc, uh, as the hot young gunslinger of F1, let's not forget about Max Verstappen. Jonathan Bentley hasn't. He says Verstappen is still being a bell end when defending. He runs into the side of McLaren, who were clearly ahead then. He defended against the racing point car, trying to unlap himself instead of just letting him go. He's never going to be a world champion. That's some bold stuff there, Jonathan. I agree with all of it. So while Verstappen (laughs) has been getting punchy, things haven't been going quite as well for his teammate Pierre Gasly. Who? Andreas Lafors wants to know, how is Gasly performing so poorly? <sighs> he got fourth in qualifying mm. last year. Was it fourth or sixth? In the Toro Rosso, he, he was did just well, like yeah. crazy good. And in the car that is better than the Toro Rosso, he was like 25th or something. He's been complaining that he just can't get his head around how the car I works. Don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if there's one thing about a Formula One driver is I don't want to hear. I mean, we'll get to Kubica as well, but it's like, do you know what? I don't care that you can't get your head around it. You're paid to get. Your job is to get your head. Imagine going to Tesco's and just like being there at the conveyor belt, and they're just there going, "I just don't know how this works." You're like, do you know what? I don't give a shit. You've you've been paid to how be. How is that a metaphor? That's, that's, that's an exact. Not your job. That, 
No, it's their job. <laughs> it's the checkout people's job. So you're saying the checkout person? If the checkout person said, okay, okay. I don't know, I, just going, I can't understand how this works, I'm not going to do it, you'd be annoyed. I mean, he's having a go. He sort of had he's it a bit a more go. together this time. <laughs> he's he's what, this isn't bloody Winston's Make-A-Wish, is it? <laughs> to have a go. <laughs> My dying wish is to drive in a Red Bull for a year and be shit. <laughs> It's, I, I reckon I will give, I'll give him another race before I start to slag him off. Because okay. they, they did say at the start of the year that it's probably a year too early for him to go from Toro Rosso to Rebel. Like he's a bit because they didn't expect Ricardo to go. They were like, "Oh fuck, pick anyone." But Gasly, you're not doing anything. Get in the car. Well, they um, could have had signs, but they chose not to because they're being dicks. Well, maybe. Okay. Um, so speaking of things not going so well, Colin Wilkes says Grosjean Belenz again. Can't wait for the audio from Gunther on Drive to Survive 2019. I don't think that was Grosjean's fault. So he tangled with, was it Stroll, I think, on the first corner or the first lap or something? It's not, it's Damaged not his it's car. Not, I didn't think like it was his fault. It's not that it's not his fault. Although he was there, so... He had yeah, something true. to it, Yeah, he could have not been there. Yeah, it's not. It's just that after a while, you have to go, you're always in these situations, Roman. He's making. He is. He is inadvertently making a good case to come back as the whipping boy because I think a couple of the pre-season thing we were like, yeah, Lando Norris, he's going to be our whipping boy. He's been going really well. It's him so or Kubica. It, it might have to be him or yeah. It might have to be Grosjean again. Or Kubica. Yeah. Kubica's kind of punching down. It's punching down a long because way and only with one hand. It's pathetic. <laughs> but Grosjean, I don't know. After watching the Netflix thing, I kind of want to give him a hug <laughs> and punch him at the same time. One yeah. of those classic punch hugs. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get in, get out. <laughs> okay. So, so another news, not all the drivers hot-footed it from Bahrain as soon as the race was over because there was a test straight after it. This Maths. Gave the, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> this gave the teams a, ter- a chance to try new bits and figure out what wasn't working, but it also gave some young drivers a chance to jump into an F1 car. And that meant that we saw the return of a Schumacher to Ferrari. Not Michael, hashtag keep fighting, but his son Mick. The current F3 champion is now racing in Formula 2, but he gave the press an excellent story by testing with the team with which his dad won lots of world championships. He did pretty well in the test, setting the second fastest time on day one, and then tested for Alpha on day two. Schumacher and a Ferrari. I hope this goes as well as Bruno Senna's career. (laughs) Oh, wow. Right. Or yeah, I'd actually forgotten about Nicholas Prost. Yeah. Or um, Damon Hill. That's different because he did well. <laughs> but Jacques Villeneuve. All right. All right. Okay. It's a nice story. I I do fear that everyone's getting their hopes massively up. It's like Mick Schumacher's going to come back. He's going to replace Vettel. Who's been crap? And he's going to win the world championship for his dad. But I'm not convinced. I'm not sure he's that great. I mean, he's been all right. He won the F3 championship. Mm. Anyone could win the F3 championship. <laughs> well, exactly. Uh, he's now in F2. I think he came sixth and eighth in the two F2 races. Good start. That's pretty impressive. It's definitely not bad, but I'm not sure he's Michael Schumacher levels of good. Well, but if he if he wasn't a Schumacher, would we be paying any attention? No. This is the problem. Because like, to, get, to get anywhere in motor racing at a high level, you either need sponsorship behind you or, or it appears, yeah, in the last 10 years, a family name will help. Mm. Like, like, like any kind of dynasty. I don't know. Is it worse than having some obscure petrochemical company sponsoring you th- that you get higher than you are? Pastor Maldonado? I don't know. But um, well, It's probably less, eth- less ethically dubious to have Michael Schumacher as your dad. But And everyone going karting goes, uh, right, I'm hoping one day maybe to get Michael Schumacher as my dad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, it's, it's a nice story. I wish I don't wish him any harm at all. I hope he does well. But it's um, a I weird thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I do I do wonder if it's been a little bit hysterical. What the motorsport press being hysterical? <laughs> what? Sounds unusual. I know. <laughs> Okay, so other testers in Bahrain included George Russell in the Mercedes and a pretty quick but a bit of a dick Dan Tictum in a Red Bull. To use his full name. <laughs> Meanwhile, McLaren had an unknown driver called Fernando Alonso. Never With heard of him. With a moustache. Mm. Did he? No, but oh. I, I, I like the idea that Alonso is going to keep turning up going, Hi, I'm, uh, I'm Fernando Alonso's son. Um, <laughs> can, I get on, can I get on the uh, the rookie test? Is that okay? <laughs> it wasn't specifically a rookie test. We should, it wasn't just muscling his way in, kicking some young hopeful out. It, I think it was always, well, I say always, it was planned that he would come in and give this a go. He did a really weird quote, though, because he came in and went, this car is better than last year's car in every single way. And they, they asked him, do you want to drive it? And he was like, no, it's still shit. <laughs> <laughs> he basically went, you know, it's... I, he, well, what he actually said was, I want to, I'll only ever come back to Formula 1 if I can have a chance of winning the championship. So, by association, <laughs> no, so you're right. It's still crap. <laughs> yeah, I'm busy. It was interesting to see him back. I, th- I wonder if he'll just continue hanging around just forever. Do you think he'd ever come back? I think if suddenly the McLaren was race winning, yeah, he'd be back in a heartbeat. Oh, God, that would be really embarrassing. And then probably as soon as he jumped back in the car, it would be shit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so finally, shouty Patrick Head is back at Williams. So in case you hadn't noticed, Williams hadn't been that quick of late. And so DTP, Claire, has enlisted Sir Patrick to come back in as a consultant and fix everything. Sir Patrick was one of the co-founders of Williams and was technical director and was then... Director of Engineering until 2012, overseeing the design and construction of the cars that actually worked properly. This is interesting. Can it help? Well, I it can't hurt. I don't know. I think it can. Other I than think. just plunge morale further because you'll just be yelling at everyone. But Because surely if you need to change the management structure, that doesn't mean bringing in the old guy who says, in my day. <laughs> well, but the old guy who had immense success with Williams over quite a number of years. It's not just oh, some Paddy old Lowe. guy. Sorry, what? No, oh, definitely not Paddy Lowe. Thank you. No, Patrick, Patrick Head has been around since the beginning of Williams and built no, them up I'm, to yeah, win but, world championships. But as we've learned from Williams, work out, isn't he? Previous, <laughs> previous performance does not guarantee future. No, that's true. Whatever the But they've definitely got worse since he left. So yeah, definitely. But I don't. Know. I can't see him coming back to kick it into shape. I think they need a more fundamental change than just having some guy. And come this, back this and is show. confirmed. He's definitely. He's definitely yeah, there. Just as a consultant, so he'll probably come in like one day a week. Going, no, I don't think it's enough. I think they need to totally get rid of all the management and the cars and everything, the factory, and maybe start as a new team called William. <laughs> <laughs> just William. Just, just William. William. Yes. <laughs> team director Richmond Crompton. <laughs> And narrated by Martin Jarvis. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Great. Tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at for F1 sake, or you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram or any of the Twitter. Others. Twitter. Which you always said you can tweet us. us. <laughs> but you can follow us as well. <laughs> or any other social media. No, we still not, no, we're not no, on Pinterest. We're not on Snapchat. We're not no, on Pinterest. Google Plus is shutting down, so we're Pinterest. not on Badu. Yeah, MySpace. Friendster. Friendster. <laughs> Friendster United. Tinder. Where we're. Imagine swiping on Tinder sake. and getting a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Or you can email us at wrong at ff1s.com. And on that note, I think it's our chance to say thank you 
to all donations from our listeners. We have really racked it up this week, haven't we? Yeah, we've, this fortnight. We're probably going to drink ourselves to death, I think. So thank you to everyone that has actually bought us a beer uh, over the last two weeks. Logically, we should buy around um, to save the rest for a quiet week, but you know that we actually we like a challenge. Um, so we've gone to a pub lunch at Terry's local. Yeah. Phil, what are you drinking? I am on the finest Beaver Town neck oil, uh-huh. which I. There's nothing funny about neck up. oil, Terry. Necks really turn this. me on. <laughs> <laughs> oil. Terry. After a king. Well, we are very near the uh, Greenwich meantime. Uh, Meridian Line and there's the Greenwich Meantime Union Brewery which is just around the corner I've, I've done a visit there it's very nice so I'm drinking Camden Hells <laughs> which is an entirely different beer also that pretends to be local but is actually owned by a conglomerate <laughs> and what are you on uh, Chico what are you uh, I am back? on exactly the same as you Terry but the Pale Ale Camden oh, Pale Ale so nice. you know oh we're cool and just for the there sake of go. completionism shall we find out what producer Matt's drinking Wonderful. so a huge thank you to Anurin Young Nathan Smith David Griffiths Edward Ludlow Elliot Clark Paul Fernley Keith Falconer Chris Phillips Steve Peplinski Thomas Collins Callum Nicholson Christopher Burns Chris Rodwell Peter Shardlow Anthony Mumford and Chris Clark and a special mention to Donald Griffin for donating before we even put the episode out, asking people to buy a beer. What a that man. is a man Impressive. full of trust there. Yeah. And to flightgear.com and Bryce Davies for their monthly subscription. So if you would like to buy us a pint, and we would very much appreciate it, because beer makes us funnier. Um, well, I say funnier, it's less unfunny. You can do so by going to our website, ff1s.com, and you can click on Buy Us a Pint. So now time for the teams, and we will start with Mercedes. So everyone was saying it's Leclerc's weekend. We'll talk about him in a second. But let's not forget that the Mercedes men came first and second. And it was an impressive drive from them. Am I getting ahead of myself to say, by the end of race two, they're just as good as last year? But then again, Bottas Radio chat has actually been better. No. I mean, yes. drive, driving-wise, oh. driving wise, I'd say they're as good as last year. Performance-wise, they're not as good as last year. Disagree. In comparison to the Ferraris. Oh, you put a little footnote in there. Well, no. Well, otherwise, they're, well, they're definitely faster than last year because Thank the lap you. time's around the... I didn't ask about Oh, hang on. Jesus Christ, I didn't know we were doing actual analysis. What? What the hell? But Ferrari are doing their now traditional trick of fucking everything up, so... Phil, we're talking about Mercedes well. here. Yeah, I know. But the reason Mercedes were one 2 this weekend is because Ferrari balls it up, not because Mercedes were quick. Mercedes are doing as well as they did last year. Ferrari are doing better, but then Ferrari screw it all up. So Mercedes, therefore, are doing better. Okay, so let's talk about the headline of the A-lister. Hamilton said, you drove great this weekend, man. Oh, thanks, Mark. Wow. Uh, You drove fantastic. You've got a long old future ahead of you. I know it sucks in the moment, but you've got a long, long way to go. That man is bitter. I'm torn by this because in one way, I believe that Hamilton was being totally genuine and wanted to say, do you know what? This guy's good. He's had a shitty first, near first win. And... I'm going to say something. But then what he said was so horribly misjudged. And if you've ever been told by anybody, oh, you know, you're really good, but it's not your fault. You're just like, going, just fuck off, mate. I don't, don't patronise <laughs> right, me. You guys are just so bitter yourselves. I thought it was a lovely touch <laughs> no. from a very nice man who was very impressed by I thought this young the intentions like, were good, but it was patronising. Wow. I, don't, I didn't get that. 
I think if he said it, if he said it towards the end of the season when they were in a genuine battle and it was really thin, then I'd be like, yeah, he's just trying to psych him out. Do you know what, Phil? But now I think I can see what you're trying to do then. (laughs) And you know what? You know, it didn't come out well, but I think you're a really good broadcaster, and one day (laughs) you're going to be good at this. Ah, fuck yourself. (laughs) Um, I think that in the same way that Hamilton sometimes goes, you know, Valtteri drove really well this week. And he's sort of, I think he probably means that Valtteri drove really this well, but he knows that over the course of the season he's still going to crush him. And I think he thinks the same about Leclerc. So he'll give him encouragement. And he's like, you know, you know well done, well done, but I'm just going to smash you by 40 No, I points. think he's getting the excuse. He's doing racing driver excuses early. He's getting ready to lose this year to Leclerc. And yeah. he's going to say, you really think so? I think so. I don't think so. I thought he looked quite confident at the post race interviews. He was just like, yeah, it's fine. I, I reckon won, he's building him up. He's like, you're really talented, you're really talented, and then I'm going to crush you. He's going to steal his girlfriend. Has he got a girlfriend? He's too young for a girlfriend, isn't he? What, Leclerc? Yeah. He lives in Monaco. Of course he's got a girlfriend. They get assigned when they're like four (laughs) or something. (laughs) Okay, so Ferrari. So as we've said, Leclerc was amazing and everyone was saying that we have a future world champion on our hands, including Toto Wolff. However, while listening to people (laughs) saying this... Including who? Toto Wolff. I thought you said Tutu. (laughs) Tutu? Tutu Wolff. (laughs) (laughs) his weekend persona oh no he's, he's working on the weekends his week week time persona so Vettel not only still has unfortunate facial hair he spun his car for some reason just fell apart and then he lost second place to his newborn teammate <laughs> there is something strange with the engine what happened well there's lots to unpack here okay first of all Vettel drives the number five car which is what Mansell's number used to be. Yeah. And now Vettel has a terrible moustache. Yeah. Which I think is a message to me to say, Terry, <laughs> Love can you me. like me more? <laughs> and do you know what? I find this kind of thing pathetic. <laughs> and I will not like you anymore, Sebastian Vettel. I'm going to put I like it in you it. enough. By Barcelona, he's going to come out sort of, well, I think that uh, actually the reason the Ferrari is not doing very well. <laughs> I think by Barcelona, he's going to be on a podium interview and bring out my dad. <laughs> Just go, Terry, look, he's proud of you. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about let's talk about Vettel and his cracking under pressure in only the second race of the season while being completely outclassed by his team. It's like a joke. We did the preview podcast and the last Grand Prix podcast, and we both made these jokes about going. Of course, what happened is Sebastian Vettel will crack under pressure, but actually, I don't know about you, but I meant it as a joke, not an instruction. Uh, I thought it would happen, and I thought. <laughs> I didn't think like, it would happen this quickly. Yeah, I, th- but I thought it'd be like, you know what? He's learned from his lessons. He's going to be better. Ferrari aren't going to screw up. And yet, two races in, <laughs> he bins it. Ferrari screw up. But it's like, I was joking. It was like Ferrari bingo, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Was well, Nostradamus just- going? It was just a joke. <laughs> I was just pissed. So the, the spin was basically I mean he admitted on the radio straight away he's like ah I buggered it up sorry he just basically put the power down too much with the steering lock on and lost the back end and then just spun round it was very windy it was very windy but it, as we said earlier it was windy for everyone and then the front wing thing which was brilliant to watch um, but basically as I understand it when he spun he flat spotted his tyres and they then they made the car vibrate so much that he was coming down the thing and they just shook shook the front wing off which doesn't say much for the quality of um engineering at Ferrari really but well it's, it's weird also that because Ricardo had a front wing come off at the last race in not you know well, he had uh, his front wing run over this race and it didn't come off Hulkenberg ran it over but whatever that because you know the front wing is held on by those two tiny little prongs that come off the nose tiny but made of carbon fibre and very but, strong but I wonder if they've there's something weaker this year because it does seem like in two races we've had two wings just collapse at that point that Budget does seem cuts. yeah I think String. they're using sellotape <laughs> <laughs> um, instead of carbon fibre they're just using fruit and fibre 
Because <laughs> <laughs> when it dries, it's really hard. <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit about Charlie Clark. Did we feel sorry for him? Yes and no. Yes, felt sorry for him, but also there's no. This isn't like one of those kind of. Oh my God, Jody Van Drivers just fluked into the lead and he's lost his only chance of winning a race. It's like, we all know he's going to win in the next three races. So actually, I feel bad for him, but long term, I think he's going to be fine. Is he Ferrari's number one? Yes. Well, I don't know. I think, I think they'll hang on to the dream of Vettel being number one for a while because he's been there for a few years. But I think it wouldn't surprise me I at all if I find they're going to drop, They're going to drop him like he's hot. I reckon on the outside they're like, "Oh, Vettel, you're you're our number one, you're we our number you. one." But really, they're like, "Fuck him, Leclerc. Just yeah. He's our man." They're just going to be giving the thumbs up as he comes yeah, into the factory. Yeah, doing really well. Ding, mate. Ding, ding, really ding, ding, ding. Love your beard. <laughs> he hasn't got a beard. He's got a moustache. Whatever. It's awful. <laughs> Even you fed, fed up with him now. He's fed up. Yeah. Um, Red Bull. I can't really remember much of uh, what either Red Bull got up to, uh, other than Verstappen was under pressure from signs. Yes, you oh. heard me. Uh, he did come home in fourth, though, and Gasly came home in eighth, uh, which is not great in a Red Bull, is it? Uh, they should, more importantly, lose points for lack of entertainment, though. What mm. a boring race well, for them. Well, the verstappen Science incident, which we touched on uh, briefly, was, mm. was quite entertaining. He was being suitably robust in his defence of... Uh, position that frankly judging by the onboard it looked like he'd lost well before the car corner and he was just like ah, I'm going to stick it in and bounce signs out of the way and break his car in the process so you know he's still quite fighty and were it not for the safety car at the end he would have been on the podium for Stappen um, which Gasly what a touched on great way whilst because is, is Leclerc younger than Verstappen or he's a bit older is he I think. Uh, pretty much the same I think I mean, he might be a bit younger I can't but, remember because Verstappen's been the young boy for ages now Leclerc's come along and then in his second race for Ferrari has the whole world going oh it's really sad you didn't get a win but you got on the podium whereas Verstappen's desperate <laughs> fucking desperate to get over to overtake him but he this can't is... because of a safety car <laughs> <laughs> this has really made your day hasn't it it was I was so happy at that point <laughs> Because I was fine with Leclerc being overtaken by the Mercedes, because that was a given. And then when I saw Verstappen was hunting, I was like, no, he's going to really love that. And then, So that's why when the Renaults went off, I was like, yep, this is good. This is good for me. It's the nearest I come to excitement. <laughs> what about Gasly, though? Well, fuck, fuck Gasly. We've talked about him already. He's, he's, uh, he needs another race to get figure behind this he's busy he's like a scared rabbit in the headlights of, of I don't think he team. should be driving for Red Bull well he wasn't supposed to be that's the whole thing yeah. he's supposed to well, be well he's not because he's eighth <laughs> bang <laughs> Renault oh, so they oh no <laughs> oh god oh no they were both off but this is like witchcraft two teammates retired at the same time pretty much in the same place but because of two different reasons yeah. so what were the two reasons two different engine problems didn't they Yes, both but different Renault. engine problems. <laughs> yes, both but Renault. Both Renault engines. Did you did you like like me when you when they cut to the shot of one Renault stopped and then another Renault stopped? Thought they'd hit each other Same. again. They've definitely they taken each car. other out. No, because my illegal stream died at that point. <laughs> I had to refresh the page for a while, and then I missed it all. There was a safety car when I got back. Oh. Didn't actually see it. I wasn't listening properly, and I thought it was the same car. Oh, okay. Mm. Good. Well, that's the kind of expert analysis you've tuned into this <laughs> podcast for. I think it was a time that Ricardo realises that Tagheer was a badge and not the engine. <laughs> and Renault 
was his problem last year and surprisingly Renault is his problem this year it was such a weird one though like I can't remember who it was somebody on Twitter said it looked like an EMP had gone off and electromagnetic pulse had gone off at that corner and taken out both the Renaults and it was like that literally within a second of each other they both suddenly stopped working yeah it was so weird what's an EMP? <laughs> electromagnetic pulse what's have that? you not seen Ocean's Eleven? no oh McLaren uh, Norris is an exciting man. This race was his second time in Q3. This isn't a McLaren. Uh, he ended up coming home in sixth as well. Points! He had a wheel spin and contact with another car on turn one, but that didn't put him off, did it? And sixth is McLaren's best finish in over a year. Wow. And Lando Norris is full of sass. He's Did very you hear sassy, isn't he? when they asked him, so what's different between last year's McLaren and this year's McLaren? And he just said, the drivers. Oh. <laughs> he's very point, cocky. Though. He's cocky in a way that at the moment I quite like it. Also, he was christened Lando. You'd have I know, to. Yeah, you know for that. Lando, he totally went under my radar. There's been so many new drivers coming in the last couple of years. <laughs> I didn't know anything about him. Haven't cared that Do much. Do not tell him that, though. He is now my favourite rookie. Wow. Oh, wow. Above Alex Alban. Above Alex Alban, above George Ezra. All of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely Lando Norris top. Yeah. No, he's good. He, he did it. I can't remember who it was against, but he did a quality overtake around the outside of somebody as well. Yeah. Just properly threw it in around the outside. He's and good. Got, and the yeah. McLaren's all right this year. Yes, not bad. They were mm. dice, both of them were dicing with Red Bulls. And I mean, mm. let's just both qualify that by going, I've said, who said it's all right and not bad. It's not, it's, it, they're not good. <laughs> yeah. But it's not the MP4-4 where it was. They're not shit. Yeah. And that actually surprises me because I thought <laughs> Alonso leaving meant that he knew the next year's car will be shit without realising obviously Alonso leaving means the car will get yeah, yeah. Because if there's anything we know about Fernando Alonso is that, <laughs> <laughs> is that he'll do absolutely the wrong thing at the wrong time he can get an extra 0.6 seconds out of every lap from a car that it doesn't deserve but by his presence that car is also a second down <laughs> exactly <laughs> science was a bit unfortunate really yeah he got, he got sort of verstappen into the corner and you could sort of argue that maybe he probably should have expected that from Verstappen because that's the kind of thing that Verstappen does yeah but then yeah then he got a puncture it was a good went start to the back. though before yeah, yeah. he Verstappen. was driving well Very until then yeah it feels like there's a chance that McC- so that I mean we always talk about the midfield being close but it feels like McLaren are in the midfield this year and not just yeah. just above Williams so it's super tight in the midfield because again we, we've only two races in and we're two completely different types of circuit and we've still got a few different types of circuit to go before we get to sort of they're all vaguely the same I um, think we could have an in- exciting season exactly remember last year's Australia most boring race yeah. wasn't it boring yep. I can't yeah. even remember it was so boring <laughs> yeah <laughs> then it this, got much better this year yeah it's all right. second race of Cracker there we go. Yeah. It was a really good race, wasn't it? Really it was. good. Yeah. Stuff yeah. happened. I remember yeah. a few years ago, Bahrain was the one where everyone was like, ugh, it's always boring. And the last few have been really good. Stuff happened. Yeah, yeah. Right from, you know, and but even the, the stuff being weird, because in recent years, cars have just <laughs> been reliable like anything. So the fact that the leader's engine goes and then the Renault's weird stuff happens, that's the kind of exciting 80s Formula 1. Mm. Yeah. And they, well, back. I wonder if part of it was, uh, much we love to bag on uh, DRS. There were three DRS zones this year, which seemed to do quite a lot for overtaking. Does but that mean- let's not forget, it was a Mercedes 1-2 and then Ferrari 3. Well, the result was fairly normal, but the way it got there was not normal at all. Very exciting. Mm. I don't necessarily care about the result. I just want an exciting race. I don't I don't have a particular horse in F1. It's not like I'm a rabid team supporter. Cars. 
<laughs> That's a problem. That's my mistake. Yeah. Okay. So I just want an exciting race, and we're getting them. Well, let's talk about the new and exciting racing point. Perez got a point for racing point. Uh, Stroll collided with Grosjean at the start, and then it wasn't even worth him being there. He came home in 14th. Didn't really notice him. No, I was going to say. Apart from when one of them was crashing into Grosjean. They've just been a bit rubbish, but we expected that this year, mm. so we'll just let him off. We'll give them till Silverstone. They've got loads of money now, so they can't do much good work. Hayes! More bad stuff happened in Bahrain for Haas. After Australia's disappointing race for Grosjean, more disappointment was to come. He got a puncture in the first lap, and effectively the Frenchman's race was over. He pitted and came back out, and then he did some stuff, and he went back in and retired with floor damage. Magnussen made a lot of bad calls in terms of strategy. Well, Magnussen was weird. He just kept getting shitter and shitter yeah. and shitter every lap. I think he, he was just struggling down. to get, get any perform any grip out of the car, he was yeah. saying. It's sort of like the Gasly excuse. But, but it's um, disappointing, because Haas were like, oh, we're going to be ahead of Renault. They but do this every year, though. They're all... They're all the first talk, race, they no were straight trousers. into the points, but maybe all this dick energy stuff has actually screwed them. I forgot about dick energy. Yeah. Oh, God. Has anyone seen one yet? No. Although some, somebody sent me a link on Twitter the other day of, uh, you can buy it on Amazon. Uh, you can get a case, of, a case of 24 for £30. What's the betting that the out, the outer ones are rich energy and the inner, <laughs> the inner ones, ones are just Red Bull? <laughs> yeah, I think they're all just Red Bull with a la- with a label on them that all just fade off. Oh, anyway, Toro Rosso. Toro Rosso. So Albon did well. He scored the first points of his entire career. I mean, it's, it's only two races in. A lot of it was to do with whatever sorcery was keeping Renault off the tracks, though. Kvyat had a spin with Giovinazzi, uh, who Giovinazzi actually did an old Kvyat style of I am invincible drive down the side, which didn't work. Daniel got a time penalty for speeding in the pits, though, which meant he came home in a fairly unimpressive 12. I like Albon. I think he's quite fighty. He's very demure outside the car, but I like it. I like his driving demure. style. Yeah. What does that mean? Um... <laughs> Sensual. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's kind of sexy, sexy. isn't it? <laughs> You're trying to out Pascal Vail on me, aren't you? You've no, gone, this has worked very well for Terry, fancying a driver for a few years. I'm going to fancy <laughs> Alex Albon. No, he's, he's quite sort of just like, oh, I'm just happy to be here. I'm everyone's Is friend. Is that sexy? No, I was, I was you, just being silly. Is that how you find sex? <laughs> oh, they're happy to be here. <laughs> God, he fancies oh, it's me. It's like a window into my 20s. Um... <laughs> No, I think I think he's quite fighty in the car. I quite I, I like to uh, watch him drive, and I'm intrigued to see. I'd like to see him in a decent Red Bull at some point in the future. Well, probably in a couple of races. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> As for Kvyat, yeah, a bit unfortunate getting punted off by Giovinazzi, but that's, yeah, exactly. That's what we've come to expect. <laughs> Speeding in the pit lane, though. Come yeah, on. Yeah, that's a bit of a rookie <laughs> rookie mistake, it, despite the fact that he's three times a rookie now. Alfa Romeo. Raikkonen drove well, uh, which people seem to be really pleased for him to, for doing. This man is an ex-world champion. He should drive well. He came home in seventh. Uh, Gio's spin got declared a racing incident. Raikkonen? Driving pretty well. <laughs> Maybe it's the thing, like, he drives at his best when he's not in a decent car. Um, there was one thing, he, he, I think he came up behind the Toro Rosso and something else, and overtook them both within one corner. And yeah, but I think it was that, very impressive. I think that kind of doesn't... That's no change from where he has been. He's been driving definitely well enough to be the fourth best of the Mercedes and Ferrari drivers. But that is still a league above no, the midfield. No, better than Bottas last year. Yeah, maybe. Williams! Oh. Set aside. Can yep. we have some like, violin another. music here and just like, you know, some wailing babies? Yet another massive letdown of a weekend for Williams. But within the team, it was quite a good mini race. 
which Russell won. I presume the team let them have a mini race because they had nothing else to do. Driving around 54 laps does get boring. If there's any positives for Williams from this weekend, at least in terms of for us watching it, I would say... a very nice name. Yes. I thought it was William now. It's William now. Um, I thought that Kubica was much closer to Russell this weekend. He seems to be sort of getting the hang of it again. But then he also said, I feel like a passenger in this car. Oh, yeah, well, it's a <laughs> shitty car. So, you know, he's still like, well, the car's still shit. But he, he was not that far off Russell, uh, you know, who is current F2 champion, I think. Uh, is he current F2 champion? He was, wasn't he? like a cardboard cutout. Yes, he does. I have to say, it's every time every time yeah. I see him at the car, I'm like, is that a real person? <laughs> and Kubica, you know, current F2 champion versus somebody who hasn't driven an F1 car in eight years. I think he's. It's nice to see him pretty much back on it now. Now, yeah. it, now they just need to have a less terrible car. Which brings us all to the standings with Terry Saunders. Okay, so as Charles Leclerc has finally made his mark in Formula One, let's get it out of the way and do the hello, hello special. <laughs> so in number one, it's the Ford Madonna with the big bottas. <laughs> <laughs> in second place I was just pissing by but you'll be a great champion one day that's Lewis Hamilton you stupid one man is Max Verstappen fourth place it is I etc uh, fifth place Rene with a moustache and a puzzle Pontabina as everything is falling apart under his grip Vettel um, Heidi Heidi hi Hody Hody ho go 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 to the holiday rock that's Raikkonen didn't get the right memo um, little Mimi is Lando Norris uh, listen very listen very carefully I will say this only once suck my balls is Kevin Magnussen Hair Flick is Nico Hulkenberg. Uh, Pierre Gasly, good morning. Um, Lance Stroll, you rang, my lord. <laughs> Don't tell him Pike is Alexander Alvin. Uh Lieutenant Gruber is Daniel Kvyat. And you have been watching is Sergio Perez. And for the constructors, we talked about Sebastian Vettel with his new moustache. And I thought, what if Formula One teams had facial hair? What would they be like? So, in first position is Mercedes who are clean-shaven, because they're serious business. Second place, Ferrari, which would be a moustache, but with stubble around it, because that's the Italian way. Uh, third place, Red Bull, a soul patch. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, fourth place, Alfa Romeo, would be you can't actually see the facial hair, because there's long hair just in the way. You know, it's kind of going, oh, I just can't see. Um, McLaren would be... Actually, you know, do you know what? I'm going to change my choice. I think McLaren would be clean-shaven and Mercedes would be very precise length of stubble. Like George Michael length. <laughs> yeah. Haas would be a goatee. Renault would be a pencil moustache. Toro Rosso would be a handlebar moustache. And Racing Point would be whatever they can fucking grow. <laughs> So now it's time for a brand new feature. It is the merciless battle for knowledge and the supremacy that we like to call the factor. Not my choice of name. What was your choice of name? Get fact. I think we should call it fact up. The rules are simple. Phil and Terry have three rounds to produce really interesting facts about Bahrain, and I will decide which is best. Best of three, winner takes all. And by all, I mean absolutely nothing. So without further ado, let's get fact. Phil, you're going to go first. Okay. What have you got? My first fact is that the 2019 Bahrain Grand Prix was only the eighth ever F1 race to finish under the safety car, the last one being China 2015. 
So we're going for Formula One Bahrain facts. Beat that. Don't have to be. No, you don't have to be. Phew. The theme okay. is just Bahrain. Macbos a la Dajaj, spiced chicken and rice, is the national dish of Bahrain. I Chica, mean, the choice is yours. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Terry, yours is so much more interesting. And I know, I know, yours is what this podcast is about, yeah. Phil, okay? But Terry, right. I never knew that. For chicken's no, sake. I've learned my lesson. Local foods are the way to go for, Absolutely. for Get Fat. Absolutely, for next time. Okay, round two. Terry, let's start with you this time. Bahraini Independence Day was the 15th of August 1971 and, bonus fact, was made independent from the United Kingdom. Very interesting. RIP the Empire. My, my drop. My fact, the surface of the Sakia International Circuit in Bahrain comes from a quarry in Shropshire. Oh, that oh, is that's good. That's good. I'm glad I didn't waste my good, good fact on that one. That, that is the empire all around there, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Thank God for Britain. Britain. Well done. Are you saying I've won? Absolutely. That round. Hands one each. down. One each. Ooh, one all. Into the decider. Okay. Deciding round. <coughs> Phil, what have you got for us? Bahrain is the third smallest country in Asia after the Maldives and Singapore. Pretty easy to beat Phil, I've got to say. <laughs> So on the official, I decided, I googled Bahrain facts, but decided to go to page six of the Google results because I didn't want to have the obvious ones because that would happen. So the official Bahraini page has this, regular business hours in Bahrain. <laughs> Work schedules in government agencies tend to be 7am to 2.15, Sunday to Thursday. Banking and financial institutions, private sector, is 7.30 to 1 on normal working hours, but also Sunday to Thursday. But they also rely on, ev- on evening hours on the bank or institution compared. The main post office in Manama and Bahrain, near the door, is what it says, is 7am to 7.30pm, Saturday to Thursday. But for the times of post office and public funds, click here. Shopping centres, working hours are different, but they are often between 8.30am and 12.30, and then 4 to 8, Saturday to Thursday. Many of shops are open half day, or all day on Friday. Amazing. Third smallest country. <laughs> I mean, oh God, I feel like... Which one's more useful when you're there? But it's good to know what size your country is. <sighs> yeah, this is, is it. tricky, isn't it? Very tricky. I do feel like the level of research into this is just that bit more there. What, like clicking on page six? Yes, yeah. exactly. Did you click on page six? No. There you go. I clicked on page one. <laughs> So for that reason, Terry wow. Saunders 2-1. This is week number one of Get Fact. And now it is time for the State of F1 with Terry Saunders. So 2021 is approaching and something weird is happening. There seems to be unity this week, the teams will have a private presentation of the new rules that basically said engines are staying mostly the same, error is going to be reduced to nothing, and you're all going to do it all for a fiver. And no one is moaning. They're all making noises saying that this is something that needs to happen and we've got to get on with it. Now, I believe this is something that needs to happen and they need to get on with it, but this is boring. We always thought we wanted the teams to shut up and get on with it for the good of the sport, but what Bernie knew was that short-term soap opera is better than long-term good decision-making. Why aren't Ferrari threatening a breakaway series? Where are the reports of Red Bull saying, we'll do the cost cap, but no one else will, so why bother? And why isn't Williams? (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) 
I have a solution. I can only presume this is a conspiracy. The teams are pretending to agree because they all think they found the massive diffuser-style loophole early doors and are keeping stum in case the others let on. So we have to blow this out of the water, not by journalistic rigor, because we don't have that, but by coming up with every possible thing that it might be in the hope that I stumble on something and they all start bickering. So here goes with the possible loopholes for 2021. <laughs> One, weaponized halos. Two, big data DRS. Three, mains power. Four, <laughs> Barging boards. Five, nail deployment system. Six, farting tires. Seven, hover wings. Eight, danger cell. Nine, push pull rod suspension. Ten, lope springs. Eleven, faster colours. Twelve, tire degrading lasers. And that's when Phil came in when I was having a drink before we got here, and uh, that's when I stopped the list. <laughs> that's a good list. Thanks. I'd like to see all of those implemented. <laughs> So if you like that or anything else you've heard in the show, then don't forget you can buy us a beer. You can do that by going to ff1s.com forward slash pint, 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 pint. That is it from us. It's goodbye to Phil Tromans. Goodbye. We haven't had enough time to talk about construction news. I can't believe we didn't get this in. Racing Point, wasting no time in spending that sweet, sweet stroll money and have lodged plans for a £25 million new factory at Silverstone, which should see their staff numbers grow. Have you seen any of the pictures yet? No. Big boxy buildings. Yeah. With a balcony. All they've shown is pictures of the balcony. Nice. And I love a balcony. (laughs) Racing balcony. Mm. Maybe the strolls can wave to the... Yes. uh, You're welcome. It's like those shots of Mussolini from the wall. When they're the royal family. (laughs) (laughs) And to Terry Saunders. We haven't had time to talk about it. They've announced that the new Formula One game is coming out at a reasonable time it's coming oh. out like very soon as opposed to the end of the year which I said is a kind of jokey comment in last week's podcast so yet again <laughs> by sheer chance I am dictating the way things happen in the world the last few games from the Formula 1 Codemasters have been notable for being quite good but also quite buggy so the idea that they're bringing it out two months in advance this time doesn't fill me with confidence okay I haven't got a PlayStation oh. don't care <laughs> We'll be back next week to discuss the Chinese Grand Prix in China. Mm. In the meantime, check out our Facebook page. <laughs> in the meantime, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for F1's sake. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram and other places at for F1's sake. Terry, where can you buy stuff? Formula1.com. <laughs> no. Sure. No. You can get tickets to races. <laughs> hospitality packages even a streaming thing if you're in the right country but if they wanted less quality say, can I just say I tried the other day to sign up to the Formula 1 streaming service from Britain via a VPN can't do it you need an American credit card or something so if you've got an American credit card get in touch with me I will look after it responsibly but if you want to buy some t-shirts that are so out of date but I am designing new ones promise go to ff1s.com forward slash shop 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 all with P-P-E, like oldie, oldie worldie shoppy. <laughs> shoppy, shop, shop, shop. date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you next week. I've been Chigares. Goodbye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.